0: Suns lose last night at Footprint Center, ninety nine, ninety five to the List Dallas Mavericks. Their four game winning streak is snapped, and it was certainly a frustrating evening for the guys in the uh, turquoise uniforms last night. Here to talk some Suns basketball in the present, what could be looming in the very near future, our own insider from Arizona Sports, Kellen Olson, joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Good morning, Kellen. How are you?
1: morning, guys. Doing well. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, scale of 1 to 10, what would you put the frustration level on last night's game, all things considered?
1: Oh, man. Um, I... Probably an 8.5, and I'll allow you to bump a point and a half if the Mavericks and the Suns are tied in the standings, and that winds up being a loss that that defines it. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's a really tough one, especially there's so many different factors, but I think mostly it just comes down to how well they were playing in the last four games relative to what we've seen in the last month and just how that disappeared once Luca got hurt, of all things. Uh, Robert Sarver famously taught DeAndre Ayton how to box out in the hallways (laughs) of Footprint Center. It didn't seem like D.A. showed what he learned from Robert Sarver on the blocks at the end of the game last night. And I'm obviously being very facetious. But, But help me reconcile this new round of frustration with D.A. and the up and down again stuff that we're seeing. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking less at the box out, Dan, and just more of his uh, overall play throughout the night. I think that the the lob pass with about like six and a half minutes left mm-hmm. was the one that really jumped out to me, just in terms of. I, I think all the time you guys, you guys know better than me, you get the responses of like, why doesn't he dunk it all the time? He should just dunk it, dunk it DeAndre. And, and I, I feel like that gets a bit drowned out at times and it gets a bit overblown but that was one of those plays where it was a perfect law pass by, I believe, Ish Wainwright and, and DeAndre was up there at the rim and he needs to dunk the ball. He did get shoved, he did get fouled, but the reason he doesn't get those calls is because he doesn't play with force and dunk, try to dunk the ball in those types of moments and, and this has just been a thing with DeAndre over the last four or five years, he's coming back from three games off uh, due to an illness, and comes into this game trying to find his way into the game. And there were points where his effort waned, but then his effort got back into it. And even when his effort was there, his mistakes were still there. He's, he's taking all these shots from ten to fourteen feet when they should be from four to six feet. This has just been a, a reoccurring theme with him. And I'm saying all of that just because, that, Vince, you can back me up here. I think that was the most I've heard the crowd groan. At him collectively over the course of a game. Uh And it, it was really interesting to feel the frustration in the arena because we certainly see it online and and we, we hear the responses and, and read everything the next day, of course. But in the arena, you could feel it not only just like for plays, but kind of building. And then I thought that lob pass was like the culmination yeah. of everyone's frustration, kind of boiling over in the arena with the groans around. And then, for what we didn't expect, there was one more play at the very end of the game that, that elicited that type of reaction as well.
0: Yeah, and when the Suns lose DeAndre Ayton. Gets it's a lion's share of the blame on a regular basis, and a lot of times I don't think it's it's at all warranted. I, last night I was I, I was okay with the criticism. The nineteen and twenty, I described it as a lot of frosting and very little cake. Last night, earlier in the show, and you know I used to we, we me and Vic used to go ten rounds when we talked about DeAndre Ayton because he would talk about force dunk the ball, dunk the ball, and I said, you know what, a little hook shot or a layup or a finger roll counts the same as a dunk, but when those aren't going in, it. Really drives home the frustration. And DeAndre Ayton, as we know, has elite touch from a big man, but it seems like everything he does these days, Kellen, is so reliant on that touch. I, I mean, is the message ever going to get through in your mind? <laughs>
1: I I don't want to be declarative in in that kind of way, but but I will say, Vince, the strange thing about this game is you'll remember a couple of the dribble moves that he had in the first half. Mm -hmm. He wasn't necessarily playing with the force everyone wants to see, but he was trying to get to the rim, and he was trying to get to that four to six feet we were talking about earlier in the game at least, but uh, to your guys' point and your point about uh, placing blame and everything and why we're talking about him so much, like, yes, the reaction, yes, those certain plays, but they're playing against a Dallas team where Dallas is switching, and the DeAndre took 20 shots, and the reason why he took 20 shots is he was the core part of their game plan. They didn't turn away from it pretty much all game. I think that at a, at a point in the third quarter, I proposed on Twitter, like, maybe they just need to go five out. Maybe they just need to play without a center the rest of the night just because it's clearly not working not only with DeAndre on offense, but with DeAndre on defense, too, and that some of that on defense less to do with him specifically and more to do with just how they were attacking every single center that was on the floor. Dario Sarge, plus his soul, he went out there for yeah. about three minutes, but they were just blown by him on every dribble attempt. And It's just bizarre to see how a team like the Mavericks, which is a team that is very A-B-C they they switch on defense, and they dribble the air out of the ball on offense. Yep, And it's just the Suns' kryptonite for some reason. And the Suns play a very aesthetically pleasing style of basketball. They really play together. The Mavericks are dead last in assists per game, things like this. And especially when Luke is out there, they hardly share the ball. But for whatever reason, that style of team is, is what is the Suns' kryptonite right now. And it's really hard to see on a game-to-game basis. And, I think it just comes down to them being a horrible matchup. I think we're past beyond past that point of declaring them as that for the yeah, summer. Yeah, good point. All right, after the game, Chris Paul, the latest to kind of lament the absence of Jay Crowder. Vinny and I both thought it was very interesting where Chris Paul went with the answer. You were there. Tell us your thoughts about that. Uh, I don't have much uh, on it, Dan. I got to be honest that all of the if we had if this had been a new development in terms of players telling us like how they miss Jay and, and they wish uh, Jay were around more or less to that extent, but. I think everyone shared those sentiments at media day, and all of the players pretty much were like, "We support Jay." Uh, of course, we would love to have Jay around. We miss having him around, but at the end of the day, it's a business. And I think guys at media day, like McKellen and Cam specifically, were both like, "Everyone has their own under, uh, their own situation, and you learn that more the longer you're in the league." And Chris has been in the league longer than anyone on the team, so he, of course, understands better than anyone. When uh, when his situation kind of arises like that, I just think that all of his teammates support him. And if you were for some reason kind of viewing this kind of situation as something with Jay blew up and his teammates like are supporting him, don't like him anymore, you're reading the situation completely wrong because all of the situation, all of his teammates still very much support him. That is not what this story is at all.
0: And yet, he's still on the roster. February 9th, the trade deadline is coming. February 8th is the reported uh, press conference to finalize the Matt Ishbia ownership takeover. I mean, how do you size up all of those things, and and what can we expect maybe uh, in a Jay Crowder trade? I know there's been a lot of rumors and names attached, and there was even reporting yesterday on a three-way deal with Rui Hachimura coming here. He ends up with the Lakers. I mean, how do you size this all up right now,
1: Helen. Yeah, how about that for dramatic timing, guys? That's going to be a fun thirty-six hours for us. Yeah. I, it, man, I the more I've been thinking about this and looking at it, uh, we were looking at the. Reporting from Brian Windhorst and then later from what was about this Sarver situation and just how he had the ability to hold up trades. We never heard it reported that he did hold up a trade, but when we were looking at this inactivity from the Suns, I think it became more and more of, okay, maybe they just can't do anything with the current ownership situation. And, and I think I, I, I might want to believe that that's the case, guys, but more in the other way where – Maybe they've just been waiting to get a trade until this HBF thing gets sorted. Maybe they haven't wanted to act until he has been in the building and he has been a part of the the thought process. And and that's what I'm starting to kind of believe more and more when I sit here and look at why they haven't done anything, the inaction and all that. I think it has been because of ownership, and this is, again, just my thoughts. I'm not reporting anything. It's just my opinion based on everything that's gone on. But I think it's been the inaction just based on waiting for this to get done speaking with the owner, seeing what he wants to do with money. Because, guys, it's, it's a huge difference with what they can do with the trade deadline. If Matt Ishbia says, and eh, the tax bill, like we might want to keep an eye on it versus do whatever you want. Because there are completely different things they can do in terms of getting players with multiple years left on their salary and, and, and things like that. It, it completely changes the game with what they can do, so it, it makes sense, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, Kellen, great stuff as always. Thank Thanks you, so Cal. much for uh, waking up with us this morning. We appreciate it.